What is up guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rift State Awaits. I'm Nate and today I got another interview for us all. Uh, I'm here with a uh, former co-worker of mine, uh, Nicole, otherwise known as Nikki G, and uh, her producer, uh, James. So say hi both of you. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? It's James. James, I'm going to plug right away. Uh, James Roy on Apple Music <laughs> and Spotify. But <laughs> you can play some parts, but I'm also yeah, Nikki's producer. Yep, yep. Oh, also, uh, Nikki and me have a band. Uh, just showing that out there. Uh, <laughs> next door neighbors. Also on Apple Music, Spotify. This is our promo. Yeah, this is just a promo. Right, I'm no, just gonna end it. All right, I'm just gonna end it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I'm Nikki G, as yeah. you as you mentioned before. Yeah. And I just sing. She does vocals. <laughs> he does the beats, and he does the sings too. So there yes, you go. So then, um, yeah. So, what kind of a genre would you guys describe your uh, your sound? What? I, okay. What is it? This is this is. I feel I got a tough questions right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like at least stereo sounds and then Lover Girl definitely. That's like pop. Yeah, like but a, our band stuff that we plan on doing later on is definitely not pop. It's like, it's like folk, folk rock kind of. And we're oh. trying to convince James to make it a little bit of country. Um, it's not happening. It's just, <laughs> they won't. They tell me that they want me to turn into a country musician, but every time we practice <laughs> and I start singing like a country musician, they like tell me to stop right away. <laughs> and I think I have a good country voice. He sing, he sings he doesn't sing country songs with the country voice. Yeah. He sings <laughs> pop songs with the country voice. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so like when you say but like folk just have to be there. When you when you say um folk then for like this band, would you say like kinda like uh Phoebe Bridgers kind of thing? Is that what you're kinda shooting for? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. You, know, you ever heard of the the head and the heart? Yeah, definitely. That. I've heard the name. I've definitely heard the name. They sing Rivers and Roads, which is popular, and like Lost in My Mind is another popular one. Those are the ones that we usually sing. Yeah, that's kind of the sound I think we're going for and with our band. Yeah. Um, but as far as her album goes, I, I've always like considered it like a synth pop kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a lot of yeah, it's a lot of like just like a lot of synth sounds. I just try to layer it over top of each other, just as many bells and whistles I could throw into it. I was gonna say and, your stereo sounds album was like that too. Yeah, it's well. the The album is it was four songs I wrote, kind of like half wrote, and I made the beats during the time I was making stereo sounds, but I couldn't get the right like feel for it, so I kind of asked Nikki to sing it for me and write like, and she murdered it. So <laughs> just with thank him. you. <laughs> I agree. I agree completely. So like, th then you're saying then those uh, the Love a Girl songs were originally like your songs. Yeah. Uh, so basically there's like a three or four song stretch in stereo sounds in the beginning of the album where it's this it's like kind of like this like young love kind of theme that kind of follows like a little sense of urgency it was kind of written sort of like during my college years like the theme at least was written in that space so i tried to like give like this sense of urgency like i'm graduating this summer i'm moving away like we gotta like it, we're, it's like now or never kind of thing yeah so when i when I tried it, when I told Nikki I wanted her to do like four songs for that, I tried to write it in that same exact space from the girl's perspective. So it's kind of just like a spinoff of Stereo Sounds, like the first half mm -hmm. from the girl who it's like about in that way. That's really cool. I actually dig that a lot. You know, I don't think you've ever heard of this artist before. I mean, he's fairly new, but by chance, do you know the artist S.G. Lewis? 
Never heard of him. Though. Okay, he's a he's a DJ, and he also does like you know very he's very influenced by like seventies disco, you know, and like I love. Oh, I'm upset. Yeah, yeah. genuinely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say genuinely, you will love the album. It came out just this year too. It's called Times. It's yeah. oh my god, it's incredible. But like when you described that, the whole like you know different perspective, it kind of reminded me too. Like there's a song, there's two songs on there. It's like one more, and then like uh, I think it's like Heartbreak on the Dance Floor. And like I don't know for sure, but like it kind of has the similar vibes. Where like one is from the guy's perspective, and then one is like a girl's perspective who's seeing the guy, but like she can't get with him because he doesn't notice her. So it's I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of that. It's pretty cool. It actually is kind of pretty similar to what it where I kind of wrote from. I mean, Lover Girl was actually like I wrote it as like she's like, oh, I need an answer. Am I your Lover Girl? Is what she's saying, but I wrote it as, oh, you need an answer. You're my Lover Girl. So I was just like, all right, let's flip that around. Mm-hmm. Let's write it in that way. And then the other songs just kind of came straight off of that. And didn't you say that you wrote that in like, like? Uh, Holden Hope I wrote like the day before. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Before she came over, and then like three hours later, she had I literally taught her how to sing part of it, and then she's kind of riffed and made her own melody off of it, and then that turned about to be probably my favorite song from the four songs. Holden Hope. I think so. Yeah, that's probably my second favorite. Yeah. Love Girl is my first favorite. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It. I agree. That song is really good. <laughs> That's a really good song. I love that one. Uh, but that's really cool that it all worked out too. Like even though like you changed it up a bit, like you still made it work. Even like you know mm-hmm. with the girl's perspective. Yeah, you gotta like. I feel like a lot of artists do that. Where I mean, at least the ones that, like write like off of concepts like that. They kind of just like they write a song and then they kind of just mold it into fit the concept of the album. I hate writing anything that's not like a concept I kind of like always write to write like a body of work mm-hmm. where that's what stereo sounds is. it's like a concept from like moving into like graduating from college and like from those fun times to try to like fall into my love of music and then kind of just like basically the whole album the whole second half is just about like why I love music why I make it in the first place and like how how it affects me personally and then for our band album it's gonna be the same way we're working on like conceptualizing it now it's yeah. kind of going to be the same sort of, it's going to be basically stereo sounds and lover girl morphed t- together like going to be her perspective my perspective and she's actually going to help write that one too yeah i already wrote one of them yeah oh that's All so my... cool yeah so it's my we're... first song i ever wrote <laughs> look at you <laughs> making it come up oh, it's but, a good um, that that it's album will be very much more depressing yeah <laughs> it's going to be some sad <laughs> and james yeah. and i are very good at being sad yeah so. we we're cancers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, hey, sometimes the saddest music is the best music. So. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite songs of mine are all like sadder, and mm-hmm. I I'm really looking forward to making that like folk record because I think that we can be much better when we're trying to like write through our own feelings. Yeah, I. Agree. I mean, even like her first song that she wrote, like usually like. I'm like kind of like a little bit of a control freak, I'll say, like when it comes to making, like when I'm producing something, but like when I l- looked at Nikki's lyrics, I'm like, I, I don't know what to change. Like I changed me like a word or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, and like, I'm like, this is literally like perfect. And it fits like, right. I think like right smack dab in the middle of the album too. Like it's a perfect like transition into how we're trying to create it. Yeah. That is so sick. I love it. I love what you're doing with that. I really hope for the best for this future release too. 
Yes. Thank you. Of course. So then, um, I guess another question I could say here is like, when did you guys? Uh, we could do like separately. Like, actually, like we'll start with you, Nikki. Like, when you when did you start, uh, decide you wanted to start writing music? Well, I guess I started writing music just a couple months ago. But like, I don't know. I've always loved to sing, and I grew up like I dance, and I just always loved music. Like, that's just probably one of the biggest things in my life is music did choir all the time in school and so I never really got into writing music I like to write and like do poetry and stuff so I think I just need to practice like tying the two together more mm-hmm. but lyrics is poetry though like if yeah, you have yeah. if you have poems and you have stuff like that like just even like phrases you just turn that in that just inspires you yeah so. I just have to work on like connecting it yeah like I mean, a song. If you would just show me, maybe we could no, figure I know. it out. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little too dark and depressing. But Come on, that's what we're trying song, to you know, What did I say, I, though? The dark and depressing we'll makes for the best music. We'll have to get yeah. there. But, um, when we're struggling for a song a few months from now, <laughs> yeah. like, let me see those poems. <laughs> it's in my journal. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go read that. Uh, <laughs> you guys continue to press that. <laughs> that will be done tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But, um, like singing together, I guess we started taking it more seriously. Like, I guess like a year and a half ago, maybe like yeah. right around when COVID kind of started. I feel because we like jammed together in the past. Like him, me, and our friend Joey. That's next door neighbors. But um, yeah, like over last summer we started jamming a lot more and like taking it seriously. And then James was like, well, let's start recording some music. So. We did a couple of covers, like we did Dreams and Circles, and then just kept working on our own stuff. The first time, I mean, you did something that was like high school, like the Christmas caroling. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, we did do that. What, yeah. was, what was the song we did? We did like a Christmas caroling. I like, forget what at song. The high school, like kids would go around to all the different yeah, you schools. Came, we got you to come back every you yeah, graduated. I, yeah, I was like a freshman in college going to Tri-C, and like they needed a guitar player. I'm like... All right, I, I guess I'll show up and we yeah. play, like... Yeah, I'm glad it Crandall allowed that. I know. <laughs> Everyone was like, what is this kid doing back here? I was like, I don't know, Nikki asked me to, like, come play. Like, yeah. I'm not going to not come play. Like, Yeah, I had, like, a group of girls then, because in our high school, we would do, like, Christmas caroling around the, the different schools in the district, so we'd go to, like, the elementary school and sing for little kids and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, the group of girls, we, like, really, we sounded good, but we were like, we really want a guitar player for this song, so I'm like... We were like, asked people that were in our grade, that were in school, if they could play, and nobody really wanted to. So I'm like, all right, I'll ask James if he can come. So uh, I didn't know I was the second choice. So <laughs> I'm going to rethink this. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. because we didn't know if we could uh, have yeah. him come back. Because <laughs> you were supposed to have someone in, in the band class come yeah. and help, but uh, nobody nobody was good enough for us. Our, um, our, that choir teacher that did let me come back, though, uh, she actually really is like the start of how we all kind of came together, though, because me and uh, my best friend who's in our band, we really got close in this music theory class. There was like eight kids, and we just got to just like collaborate every single day, just making random stuff. I remember one time uh, she was out for a day, and so me and Joe stayed up on these keyboards, and we just ma- remade the beat time different by two chains. <laughs> <And> <laughs> And so, like, the guy's like, all right, let's see what you got at the end of the class. And, like, everyone, we're supposed to make, like, a classical piece of music, like, real, like, Mozart sounding. And then we said, da, 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 da. Like, and then, like, everybody in the class just starts dying laughing. Like, I had, like, no idea what the song was. But, like, <laughs> oh, so we interpolated um, different. 
on like a MIDI keyboard. We just like have been making music together ever since. We did like talent shows together. We yeah yeah, but yeah that was the you first time. That was really when you did the one talent show. Did you do two of them? Uh, I did all four. Me and Joe just did the one, okay, and then yeah. we did the Pops concert. We okay, did like yeah. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, those oh, were that's good. cool. Yeah. You didn't win though. You guys got robbed of that. Second, yeah, we yeah. came second. Who won? I don't uh, remember. Dylan Bissett. Oh yeah. Dylan. He did. Yeah, this uh he, he did all of me. No, he sang um uh, like what's that one? It's like a one hit wonder, it's like uh say something. I'm oh. oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. He won with I... that? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Well my my boss was a judge, so there might have been a little like uh favoritism there. <laughs> but he told me the next day that at work that uh Two of the judges gave me and Joe first, and then the third judge gave it, um, like, he took time off for going over three minutes. It was a song I wrote when I was, like, thir- like one of the first songs I ever wrote. And I um, literally, we came, we, we just got taken points off of that. And then he said, that's the, re- like, we lost by that much, like, just those points. And I was like, I'm not going to change one of my songs that I wrote four years before I'm performing it. Yeah. Just to right. fit a timeline. But, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was a robbery, though. Not, not like in fact, like angry. Though. I mean, like that was cool. <laughs> That's like he's, that's gonna, like, he's gonna write a song about. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, it's gonna be really dark like, too, like really dark. <laughs> that's like Kendrick still being mad about a Grammy he lost, like to Macklemore. <laughs> I mean, that is a robbery, though. That's ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I, I, you deserve to win. I deserve to win. No. <laughs> You're like, uh, I, like, I made to pimp a butterfly, dude. Like, you didn't do yeah. anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's that's awesome. his? That's what I want to know. It's been four years since Dan. Dude, I, right. Honestly, like, I can only hope that he's coming out with something new. I mean, he has. It's been years. There was We, we were in quarantine. It's been years since Dan. you got to come up with something. I know. Yeah. I think that he's retired, though, I, I read. He just doesn't want He just wants to produce now. Because he did oh, really? the, the Black Panther movie. Yeah, he like did he the soundtrack for that. Yeah, yeah. I do love that uh, song "Pray for Me" with the weekend. That's a banger. yeah. I like uh, what uh, that are your ways or whatever uh, with Khalid and Sway Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I really wanted... Yeah, that one. Yeah, he's in that one. Like that's the last time I ever heard him in a song. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. I mean, like whether he's retired or not, though. I mean, like Logic said he retired, and then you know a few yeah. months later, he's like, oh, here's a new single. Yeah. That's also a way to like people who are like I'm retired, so people talk about them, like oh I'm gonna miss them, and then randomly surprised, surprised right. people. So me and Nikki G are officially retired. This is our retirement. <laughs> <Yeah. album. laughs> and then two we minutes later, them. boom! Here's our album. Here's the folk album. <laughs> Good talking yeah. with you. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But um, so then for you, James, uh, when do you think that you started? Uh, around the time that you started to write music, then for yourself, I was. 13 years old and I was on my way to a vacation with my family and I borrowed my dad's mp3 player put hit shuffle and the Beatles came on first time I'd ever heard them and I immediately like picked up a guitar like within a day like first guitar I saw I grabbed and then from that point on I literally like never like looked back that was I literally wrote a song within a week of that like just from the chords I just ripped Beatles chords and wrote my own lyrics so I, but I that was that's what that was 2010 
I think. But then I didn't really like take it like I I mean I took it seriously like throughout shows. I did live stuff, but I didn't record anything until like early 2019. I made like a R&B song called like Stay Tuned and just from that point on I just immediately just dove in completely. Now that Retro Surfer Records, is that yours or is that like a side kind of thing that you go to? Yeah, that's what I like to call call my uh anything that I produce Retro Surfer Records. I don't know, I don't really have like a producer name I, I would say, but if it was a producer name it'd be like how Mac Miller is Larry Fisherman. I like to be called like Retro Surfer. Just it's kind of like a play on like Crate Digger, like the old like searching for soul samples and stuff. Yeah, Just, for like, sure. A synth pop way of saying Crate Digger. Right. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Thank you. Of course. And then, did you have any other projects that you worked on? Because I know, I mean, obviously, Nicole, like you said, like you know, you just did choir and everything. I didn't. Yeah. Did you though, James? Have like anything that you had done maybe in high school? Uh. Well, we were kind of, me and Joe were kind of in a band with a, a drummer from, uh, we did a few shows, um, Austin Straylaw, but uh, after we all went to college, we kind of went our own different ways. And then I, through college, I just played at parties and, you know, just like playing, you know, the typical like, oh, hey, play Wonderwall. Like, <laughs> and, and I just get super bored. And But, but senior year, I got into like recording just like I, I wasn't really making too many beats yet I wasn't very good at it yet so I just kind of like was taking YouTube beats and just rapping and singing over them and just kind of like finding my way but then when I graduated that's when I really started working on my own projects I collab with like I jam with people every now and then but my three main things right now are just Nikki's songs my own solo stuff and then next door neighbors other than that I literally like, do not have time right now to yeah work on anything like i haven't made a solo song in months so ever since the album dropped i've been making just beats trying to figure out what my next move is Mm -hmm. and you know that's honestly like really good no matter what like way you look at it because you're actually putting out music like you actually have like you know this i don't know how to like describe it but basically like you have like a whole thing set up where like you can like make the music write it put it out whereas like you know in high school i feel like that's a little bit of a struggle like you know you can make music with your buddies but does it actually go anywhere exactly like you guys are actually like doing something it's getting somewhere it's getting out there Mm -hmm. yeah it's very 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 gratifying the response we got on nikki g's project was like infinitely like like so many great like kind people like reaching out one person I want to collab with this, uh, he makes music. He he was in the same class as me and Joe in music theory. His name's Ryan Cody. It's uh, K-O-D-Y music. We've been talking. He was telling me how much he loved our uh, EP. And we're talking. I'm talking with him about he plays. He's a really good piano player, and he makes a lot of, um, I think it's more of sort of like an EDM style. Like He's a little deeper into like the synth wave kind of stuff. Okay. I really want to collab with him and make something. He's really good. Everyone should check him out. But, um, but we also wanted to, rec- I want to recruit him into next door neighbors, you know, just cause he's just, he's insanely good at the piano. We need somebody to play piano while me and Joe are playing guitar and bass and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we need a full on squad to play. There you go. Right. I get that. Do you think, um, other than like the full project you guys have working on, do you think there's any other like kind of genres you want to dive into in the future? What are you thinking? I don't know. I feel like for our band, we're probably... Country. No. <laughs> Fine. And no, we'll probably, no. we'll probably, I feel like we sound very good with like folk, 
kind of music and we do sound good at country music but whatever we'll yeah have, we'll <laughs> i'll do some country i'll do i'll do some country i'll I, we do when the sun goes down i know I we do we do some we do we started doing friends all over places we're doing well you're right we're, we're, we're slowly they're slowly morphing me into, <laughs> but when i when i completely dive in and just go for it they're like no not like that i'm like <laughs> I think I sound pretty. I got the low, like they lock them doors and shit. <laughs> it's something. I get it. But yeah. I would like to do uh, some more songs with Nikki that would do like some like R and B kind of stuff. Yeah, um, that I would like to do that. I think that like for us too. I feel like for yeah. the band that wouldn't. Yeah, it would, it would be on it. her solo stuff. Um, the way I'm seeing it, because I mean, literally, like, like one of my friends that like. Uh, that he always talks to me about my music. He was like saying how I showed him Nikki's songs before uh, Derek. I showed him all the songs. He's like, he's like instantly within the first few seconds, like I know it's one of yours. Like just like the way, like the synth, mm-hmm. it kind of has a similar, I mean, it was made during the same time as stereo sounds. So like, it's obviously going to start sounding like that. I was all obsessed with the sounds of like the synths that were in it. So it really was like, it felt more like kind of, I think kind of more like my stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, if we, if I was to make something different and try to do that, I would try to have Nikki sing like some like R and B style stuff. We do like a version of Umbrella by Rihanna that oh, yeah, that she does that. really well. Very fun. Let me. Okay, I I need to say this now that you just brought that up. When I listened to the EP, that was actually what I was picking up on too. Like you sounded a little like Rihanna at times. I was, I genuinely like, yeah. And like, I was like, you know, she could cover her. She could cover Rihanna. Like you have that, like the tone in your voice. It's the tone in your voice that like works so perfectly. I like hearing what everyone tells. Like, I think Miley Cyrus, I sound like, and like Stevie Nicks. I think Stevie Nicks. Um, Stevie, my mom. I see Stevie. My mom even told me she's like, you sound like Lady Gaga. I'm like, what? what? Like it's just, I'm just like, <laughs> but that's that's um, that's but... because, no, that's because of the dancey vibe to it. That's yeah. why, because like I know what she means, but like, and in, in your voice, like not really. Mm, it's actually... I know, yeah. And it's... so I just, it's cool hearing what like people like hear once they hear my yeah. voice or the music in general. What it reminds them of. It's cool. That's actually pretty interesting when you say that because my one of my biggest influences is Tame Impala. And, okay, yep, yep. And Tame Impala, new person, he wrote "New Person, Same Old Mistakes," and Rihanna covered that. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, like she's kind of quote unquote, even though I never dropped from covering my songs in in a sense. So it's almost like I you was, guys need to cover that song now. Yeah, recreate <laughs> that. But if it was. If I'm gonna say like the next thing I want to do with Nikki, like solo wise, which we could probably do some a little because we want to make the next one of those things sort of like a fall winter kind of feel. Because I mean, it's gonna be like really like sad, sad songs. songs. Yeah. So not but, a summer album. Yeah, yeah. We want to make like some summer songs, but if I was to do something like maybe like early fall, like late like late August, we could do something where it's like an R and B style. Yeah. Something like Redbone style kind of. There you go. I think like Nikki would be able to destroy that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she meant she learned the songs day up. Like I just had her come over. I just sang it to her. Like I just played the beats, like barely, barely audible. Like sang it to her. I'm like hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> and then she's like, All right, I got it. And then three takes on every song, she's like done. Just like it was insane. So yeah. if I unless and, and that was her doing cover of me if i was able to create a beat for her and like with her in mind other than just like 
giving her songs that I'd already kind of half written, kind of had an idea and concept for being able to create something specifically for her. I think she would do some great R&B. For sure, yeah. And, and like the concept that you're thinking of too for the for the winter and fall, like that would be like per- the perfect time to put it out too, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do in the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looking forward to it though. Looking forward to it. Me too. It's fine. Absolutely. So then, speaking of that, like, you know, fun, making music, do you guys think that, like, maybe you'd go on tour with this anytime in the future? I mean, I'd love to. Yeah. We, we need to, like, yeah, practice we were, harder together. Yeah. For sure. we, we, were just, we were just jamming last night, and I think next time we jam, we definitely need to pick. We, oh, we were supposed to do yeah. that. We were supposed to do this, but we never <laughs> did do it. We were supposed to text each other our favorite songs, and we're coming up with, like, a legit set list of like what we want to do and like an order of how we want to do it. And then we want to start practicing and really practicing so we can do some like open mic nights and stuff like that. And then hopefully just be able to book gigs and stuff. I was going to say, I'll, I'll to... see you on the halls, you know, like, yeah, oh, there you go. We, yeah, we have like some really good songs to play together, but we just don't either. We don't practice enough where we'll just go a couple weeks without jamming or the next time we come together, we're just messing around learning yeah. new songs. Yeah. And so we never like, we have like the songs that we actually like play every single week on that. We, have, we could play it in our sleep at this point. Yeah. But, so we just have to get more. Yeah. We have like, I would say like 10, like really solid. Like we don't mess up every, anytime yeah. that we do really That's well. Good. That's good. That's really good. But still at the same time, like, if you want to play somewhere like Mahal's or if we want to go up to like our local bar wrestles, like those people that perform their play for like three hours. Yeah. So they've, I mean, we have, we can do it. We have like, we have, yeah, we could do that. Our list we just is have to huge. practice yeah. more yeah. for those, like the extra filler songs. And yeah. Like the flow of how we want it to like the order of the music and yeah. stuff. We always warm up with dreams by Fleetwood yeah, Mac. Yeah. That's the that was, first yeah. one. Sure. I mean, it's a way. It's a way to get everybody warmed up. Yeah, but, but like you said, a lot of times we just start goofing off, especially because he has this auto tune. Yeah. Toy. <laughs> we now they, now on our nights out, they like to do auto tune karaoke. Yeah, give you give, give Joe like four or five beers, and he's doing congratulations <laughs> Quavo's part by Post yeah. Malone. I and I'll I stand on record saying it sounds incredible. It does. And, <laughs> And everyone's like, all right, let's play, do something serious. I'm like, this is serious. This is like, I would 100% go out there and play that with him live. I was going to say, you could cover that one. There's a song you could play live. That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. He is really good at that song. <laughs> Champagne. Balti. Yeah. <laughs> but it has like, I don't know, something just like, it's just, I mean, it's what it is all about. It's just like having fun and like, we just kind of get caught up in that instead yeah. of, when we sit down and do something like serious, which is what we did with this like EP. It's also it's just more gratifying as opposed to like having like a blast. But it's like a blast after the fact when you're just yeah. jamming in the bar and practicing. It's like in the moment you're just like laughing. Like yeah. I'm singing country when it's supposed to be like the climb by Miley Cyrus <laughs> and like Joe's just like turning on the auto tune in the middle of the song like messing <laughs> Nikki up. Like <laughs> I hate when. Yeah, she cannot. She's the one person in the entire world that cannot sing with auto tune. <laughs> really? Like. She's like she can sing like naturally like perfect, but then as soon as the auto tune comes on, she gets like caught up in her own head. Like she yeah, like hears it coming I mean, back at her. I was gonna say at like, least it's natural, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hate, I hate auto tune on my voice. Well, you can turn it like high pitch and low pitch, like kind of like how like Rick does, and like we'll just in the middle of her singles, like turn it really low, real quick, like <laughs> <laughs> just like mess with her the whole time. Yeah, which is like how how we grew, like yeah, yeah. When she, I mean, she lived next door to Joe and the band. The whole that's why we're, we're called the next door neighbors. So their her whole childhood is Joe and her his brother messing with her. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And mess, messing is a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like torturous, but Bullying, it's okay. No. <laughs> We're all still best friends, yeah. so they didn't push me away too far, I guess. That's good. <laughs> um. All right. So then, um, while performing, then since we're still on that a little bit here, do you ever find yourself having like struggles with either writing or even performing the music? Uh, Maybe if we have too many beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'll do that is, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's except last night I was kind of really, no, when really she, good. When she just lets drinks a few like lets loose, it goes goes there that goes off and she sings great. Mine I have like a sweet spot where it's I'm struggling after like beer like six where I'm just like <laughs> I start getting like well, yeah. But uh writing y- yes and yes and no. Um I'm always like I'm always writing where if I'm hanging out with my friend and they say something like interesting or funny or they use like a word that I don't hear often or something, I always write it down and I always like, can, I have notes upon notes of phrases and just random things that throughout my day that like come to me. And so that's from that point where I just, I'll just play a beat of mine and I'll just like go through my notes and find the phrase that like kind of feels where it fits. So I don't think that, I mean, there's definitely days where I cannot write for anything, but right. a lot of times I just kind of just, I go from one word and then just kind of all comes out from there. I mean, Lover Girl was just like a phrase I heard that I hadn't heard in probably like five years. And I was just like, that's like, I was like, wonder what the definite, like the true definition of that is. And then I wrote, I looked it up and I wrote from that point. And then I wrote like kind of Lover Girl is like a girl that you like don't date, but like you like are, have a fling with. And so like, that's kind of the whole basis of the song. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how the end of the, the rest of the album goes like that, where it's, she's asking if she's, am I your lover girl or I'm, but I'm still holding out hope that I'm not. And if we're going to do this, okay, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? But, and then I, I mean, I just seen the, the first three. So the first one is just like the same thing as the first few songs in my album where it's her sunshine overdose, just having fun with her friends in college, just kind of how hazy dreams and short and sweet is in my album. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just like kind of a shortened spinoff of my album. So, I, I don't know. I feel like once you get one, you can just, the ball gets rolling, it becomes easier and easier to write. Right. But performing, yeah, six beers tops. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, all right. So now I want to ask this question. This one might be a little bit hard, but like, I'm going to do it anyway. What would you guys say individually? And uh, we'll start with you, James. Is your all time favorite album? period also okay oh. all right i mean if you have multiple you could pick one but like this is also like kind of the set in stone this is the okay. biggest influence all that oh my god i, I really know. think and i'm it, it's a recent album but i think of uh my favorite albums as in terms of like decades of my life so the, from the time i was like 13 to 20 where i first heard the beatles and everything I gotta go with either Sgt. Pepper's or Magical Mystery Tour. Very underrated, by the way. Gets so much hate, Magical Mystery Tour, but it has the be- uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, Hello Goodbye, All You Need Is Love, 
so good. Stars and Peppers, though, that those two are like really what made drew me to the Beatles in a way that like I've never ever felt about music. But as far as my twenties goes, the Slow Rush by Tame Impala is the greatest like lyrical content I think I've ever heard in my life. And that was like basically most of the second half of my album was kind of trying to get in that same headspace as Kevin Parker from Tame Impala and write about like the passing of time and how like you're like wasting some days away and just trying to like grab a hold of your own like life and like one day at a time. So Slow Rush and Sonically is immaculate. Like one of the greatest, one of the most goosebumps I've ever had in my life. Listen, the first five, six songs that album, I literally like my goosebumps, I had goosebumps for like 15 minutes. Like it was That's the best feeling. That's the best yeah. feeling. It, yeah, it was absolutely like I was shaking by the end of it. I cried a couple of times listening to it. Like some of the songs were just so, so personal. So I don't think I've ever felt that way about an album. And I know when I hit my 30s, there's going to be a new album that comes out where I'm just going to, it's going to change that. And I don't know who it's going to be. It's, it could be S.G. Lewis. Like it, it could be. Yeah. So I'm going to go with right now, currently, Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Right. I really don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> I listen to so much like music and different people. Like I don't even know. There's not even like one album that sticks out for you. There's so many that stick out for me. I don't know how to pick a favorite. Full. I know. I know. Yeah, that one is probably like the most recent album that I'm like in love with. Definitely folklore, Taylor Swift. But like every song on folklore, I'm like obsessed with. We can but, create um, something like that for next door neighbors. I so, love, I love so, that album. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Taylor Swift album. Um, I really, 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 really love Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts album. That's, so a, that's a new one, more, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little Jolene. No, she doesn't. I don't. I don't think Jolene's on an album. She. That's where she has like her heart of heart of glass cover oh, and like yeah. zombies on there. Okay. Um, yeah, like the rock one kind of. Yeah, and yeah. she has like her remix of um, it's called like Edge of Midnight, I think it is, and it's like Stevie Nicks is in that song singing Edge of Seventeen. Oh. And Midnight Sky, they like do a little mashup. We should um, do that song. I know. Edge I 17. love that song. Yeah, I love. It. Well, yeah, and the mashup is really good yeah. too, but. I mean, like Fleetwood Mac, I've always loved. Like, rumors. Yeah, Rumors is probably my favorite album by them. Um, I don't know. I'm like I thinking. About, I could talk about albums all I know. Day. I, I like yeah, me so, too, though. Me too. I guess, like, what I, when I really got serious with, like, singing, I, I like, I love to sing Adele songs. So, like, all of, like, her 21 album, I loved really, like, a lot. But Taylor Swift also, like, that yeah. was, like, when I was, like, you know, in middle school and on, it's when I started singing a lot. So it was just Taylor kind Swift of. Taylor Swift is your Beatles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I love the Beatles too, but yeah. So I don't know. That's so hard for me. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say right now because it's and recently, and I'm like so in love with it and how it's written and like watching her um, documentary, I guess about her album. I'll say folklore, Taylor Swift. All right. What about you? Amazing. My all-time favorite album. Yeah. Oh, uh, Deftones, White Pony easily oh. easily like that one because like that was that was without even it like yeah no he, hesitation yeah. <laughs> well he's had time for this question yeah i had, right, I had he time. thought about he thought about that when he was at look at our typing the question yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like all right uh deaf tones no but like right. genuinely like i mean that was like the band that like got okay like so like 
in the early times of high school, um, that's when I really got into like metal and everything, right? Metal and like you know harder rock, I guess you could even say. But like that one was like the definitive mark of like what defines the music I like because that album kind of has everything in terms of like alt metal and like shoegaze a little bit and like you know all this stuff, and that just led me to like this whole you know a, a door opened at that point you know yeah, what i mean that's that's exactly how i thought about the beatles man so that i mean you can't you can't underplay like those albums that just open your eyes to like so many different things mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. many different like genres through that like that is that is truly what makes a great album that's mm-hmm. like zeppelin four from two born to run dark side of the moon like those albums are kind of like the same way where it just opens up so many different like avenues and like different genres you get into like psychedelia or just like the mid mid land rock or just like the beyond fantasy kind of like orchestral rock kind of the led zeppelin the cinematic rock you know exactly so yeah though yeah there's something to be said about albums like that mm-hmm. and it's always nice too because like even like no matter how long like you're away from it i'd say like even when you go back it's like even better the first time than you ever that you ever yeah. heard it you know you yeah. still remember every word, every mm-hmm. single break, and you just, yeah, it's like those old comfort movies you go watch anytime you're feeling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. I feel whenever I hear Rihanna's album, Good Girl Gone Bad, like, yeah. that just takes me back. I was probably way too young to be singing those songs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like second grader, yeah. like singing these songs. That's with uh, Disturbia, right? Yeah. right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Disturbia. that one's on there. We should Girl just do. Band. We should just become like a Rihanna cover band. I'm down <laughs> for it. Like, forget about what we're doing yeah. now. We're a Rihanna cover band. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably was a big influence on my yeah. voice too, because I I literally like I sang that album yeah. all the time. Had my little CD player and just like ran in my yeah. house. Edit this. Edit this bit in when you ask what other projects we're working on. We're working on a Rihanna cover band. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Rihanna project. Uh, what, how how do we word it? Uh, Rihanna G. Rihanna G. Yeah. Riri. Riri G. Riri G. Riri. There you go. Yeah, I like that. I'm going across the country. Yeah. <laughs> I dig oh. that. Um, are there any other uh, influences too that maybe you haven't mentioned from like different artists at all that you would say is pretty significant for you? Uh, you ever heard of Gus Dapperton? Honestly, no. I don't think I have actually. Um. He he wrote this. He, his biggest song is called like Super Lonely. It came out like this year. It's with uh, forget her name, but is he like he, fairly new? Uh yeah, twenty seventeen came out. Yeah. Uh, I um, I was introduced to him from this uh, girl in college. She played the song Ditch, and from that point on, just love him. Like he's just such a strange. He has a lot. A lot of synth pop. The song Bethany from Stereo Silence is literally me trying to like imitate him. Like it was just like me, like let's make a Gus Dapperton style song. I kind of made it a little more like retro, like '80s, but yeah, he uses a lot of like retro sounds. And but he has like a very, very like interesting kind of like he can go like and like kind of scream, and then he has like a really like I, I want to call it, like a like kind of like a squealing kind of voice, not squealing, but. It's, he's very very hard to describe I guess mm-hmm. but his music is just so catchy and just so just so many different synths that you just like fall in love with when you listen to him his new album Orca is very very good came yeah. out last year I don't think I've ever heard him either yeah I'll have to check that he's, out yeah okay. alright I got 
was S.G. Lewis, you check out Gus Averton. There we go. Mm-hmm. And actually, here, I was actually going to mention this, too. Um, the aesthetic of your album artwork, and even at times your voice on the album, reminded me of the band Turnover. Have you ever heard of them? Me? Yeah. Turnover. I love Turnover. Dude, you're, you're, I'm not kidding. I was getting like the Good Nature album vibes just by really? the color. Yeah. That's my uh, – dude, I heard about this. Uh, I was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and some dude told me – just random dude at a smoothie shop told me to check out – I don't even know why we were talking about this. We told me about Turnover. And I like literally like on the way back to the house we were staying at, I'm listening. I'm like, this is, this is so nice, like such an easy feel, but – that's actually a very high praise. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Like seriously, just like like I said, the album cover alone, like the whole like the pink and the, the greens. Yeah, the cover is uh, my buddy Tyler McGrill. He made he made. Uh, if I don't make it, he makes it. Um, that's actually like a spot we go and tri- we hike on the uh, in the metro parks, like right kind of by uh, West Park. Yeah. We kind of edited up the image. It's like it's really really nice view up top of this trail by Lewis Road, and. It was like just like perfectly like in captures like me moving back and like that's kind of like we're going back to our roots because as soon as we used to do that all the time in high school and then we went to college we never really did it as much and then as soon as we get back we went right back to the trails which is kind of like the perfect intersection between the albums so I really really like that he used that as sort of like a, a theme sort of I guess mm-hmm. I that's actually and then, yeah the color the colorway I didn't realize that that actually I might might have uh got a little influence from that because that that cover by turnover is kind of very similar <laughs> it is right i was like wow that's like actually like really cool like it, that's what like drew me in for sure too i know homage to turnover there you go you ever see them live never no oh. they good Oh my god, they're incredible live. They sound like the studio albums. They're like, the crowd is hype and everything. It's great. I saw them at, um, well, I've seen them twice. I saw them at the Agora once. They were opening, and that was that was a solid show. But the best time I saw them, they played the Fantasy uh, in Lakewood. And I don't remember if it was sold out or not, but like midway through the show, because like they played, I, I don't know how far you've listened to them. Do, do you know like all their albums basically or like not everything but okay, uh, the, well, like, album uh euphoria or i'm sorry not the, uh what is that one called why am i blanking hold on i'm actually gonna look this up why am i actually blanking on this uh peripheral vision oh yeah yeah okay so like one of their songs on there is like kind of upbeat i can't think of the title of it at the moment but like a mosh pit actually started like right in the middle of a turnover show and like you listen to the band you're like why is this happening right now like beer is being spilled on me and i'm moving in a very harsh way right now what the hell the only time i've seen a show before was uh burt kreischer stand-up show oh yeah he went there like a few times uh, yeah he loves going i went with uh joe from the band his girlfriend got him tickets and she got relocated for work so i got to go for free Oh, that's so sick. Like, Good hookup. He filmed his uh, Netflix special there. Yeah, so was, yeah, yeah. It taped it there. I did. I was gonna say like I remember seeing like the ads for, it, but I didn't even have to like look it up to know that like the background of like where he was. I'm like, oh, that's the Agora. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. Okay, okay. So now we're on this. Uh, favorite concert. Both of you. Oh my God, Kanye West, hands down. First oh, so night. I saw him during the Pablo tour. That was in like nonstop hits for for two hours, and the the stage was like floating. And I'm in like the second row, and Hillary was like 
within 15 feet of me up on this floating stage like a god a golden god i was and that was ken's homecoming so that was like one of the best days still remember the october 1st 2016 all downhill from there (laughs) (laughs) dude that's sick that's sick that's like you and the deftones man favorite concert easily Kanye Mm -hmm. west my favorite concert has to be pink and i think this is in 2018 i believe okay it's kind of recent her like beautiful trauma tour i think that was the album name beautiful trauma yeah anyways where was it at it was at the queue. I, I assumed it would be at the queue. Yeah. Um, the reason why it was the most amazing concert of my life because she does like she like flies through the air like she does like all those like I don't know what you call it but you know what I mean she's like strapped. To I the know exactly. What, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's flying like... through the stage and then in the song "So What," she was right above me uh, and like was like frozen in the air and then like right when like the beat dropped she like dropped right in front of me and our hands almost touched oh like God. if i was standing on my chair i would have grabbed onto her and probably gotten flung through <laughs> but that was like i literally was like i like started crying yeah. we literally she made eye contact with me like she started laughing at me because i was like oh my god <laughs> I'm like crying and I'm like shaking. We got out of the concert. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like I just did so many drugs right now. (laughs) Never done drugs, but I feel like I'm on them. I was, that was awesome. So that's probably my favorite time ever. That's going to be you one day. Some curly headed girl. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to learn how to start flying. Yeah. And then you're, you're actually going to pick them up with like sheer body strength. Yeah. Acrobats. Yeah. Just hold him up like, and I yeah. will always. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah, that. that was like, my favorite Am I in love, girl? Like, yeah. Oh, just floating around. No, I'm that's loose of it. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah, mine uh, Mine would probably have to be Linkin Park still. I mean, just the fact that I got to see them. IP. Yeah, I know, right. Sam. What's up? When did you see him? I see him twice. I got to see him twice. I saw them. The first time I saw them was uh, 30 Seconds to Mars opened, and that was in Detroit, and that hey. that was that was a great show. But like the second time with Rise Against opening in Indianapolis, that was that was it because everything was so perfectly aligned for that. Because it's like you know at the time I had like a girlfriend that was like in Indiana, you know I had a long distance relationship. I was in one of those phases, um, so got to got to see her. We got to see Lincoln Park, which at the time was my all-time favorite band, and it also just so happened to be, like, the last show when they just started the tour, because yeah. Chester broke his leg that day. When when was this? Because my friend was at the show, I'm pretty sure. 2015. Yeah, yeah. Rise Against, yeah. Yes. Okay. And Of Mice and Men Open, too. Yep, that was my it. obsessed with Rise. The guy I just brought up that said, uh, it sounds like Derek, he was at this show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Rise Against is the band I've seen the most live ever. I've yeah. seen them. I've seen them nine times. Really? Um, yeah, I seen them nine times, and one of the shows I got to meet the band. Like, what you got to do, like, you bought their new CD. It was for the Black Market album. You bought it for twenty bucks, and you got to do like a quick signing with them and like meet the band real quick. And yeah, they signed it. And that same show. Uh, my dad was able to grab the set list when they threw it out. So now I have a display of the ticket, the signed thing, or I'm um, sorry, uh, the set list, and then the signed uh, album. CD. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah, it was sick. But, I mean, that's almost that's also a top five show for me, too, yeah. honestly. Nine times. Nine times, yeah. My dad's seen him ten. He has he's, he one-upped me. Jeez. Mm-hmm. They saw... still touring? They still going around? Oh, yeah, they were on tour uh, this summer, actually, yeah. Um, thinking about seeing them in Pittsburgh. They're playing this, like, festival there with uh, a lot of pop-punk bands and everything. Yeah, you got to one-up your dad, man. You gotta yeah. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I got ten now, too, dad. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, that Lincoln Park show. Like, yeah, he broke his leg that night. He performed the whole set, and then they canceled the tour the next day. It was like, it was only the third show, the third show of that that's, tour. That's exactly what happened. Uh, in the Kanye, like, uh, maybe maybe three or four days later, Kim got robbed in Paris, mm. and he canceled. Yeah, he was in Buffalo, so he was right in this area. So we just he just missed him, or we just got to see him right. before. Like the rest, and he hasn't. I don't think he's been on tour since. No, I or maybe festivals, but like. Yeah, he's cause never I, been. Because I know, I know for a fact he did that one. He did a festival. He did uh with Kid Cudi where they did the Kid See Ghost. Yeah, um, that was uh, was that Fog now? No. He did. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's soon. He did uh, then he like they he got accused like ripping off Lord's stage design. Or, did really? Yeah, uh, they had the floating gates with the, uh, the like like see-through box like the magician's box oh um, i didn't know yeah. lord did that yeah lord they it was it was a pretty blatant ripoff i'll be honest but mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord's I, it was still yeah. pretty cool though i watched some of that live and i'm like wow i would have loved to have been there <laughs> and he did uh he did glastonbury too in england he did like bohemian rhapsody connie is one of my biggest favorite artist too he's he's getting he, up there for me lately yeah she said it's lover girl like the beat reminds her of like a kind yeah. of song. i don't it's like, like the little like the like the little horns the or what just like i don't even it's not like a rapping part but you know the middle of the song the part is not the chorus like the first verse pretty much i feel like i'm kanye oh. <laughs> like i'm kanye <laughs> it just feels like kanye Okay. I, well, I thought like maybe you meant like the like horns and like the. Well, yeah. But... Say, that's classic Kanye right there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I guess I guess I do take a little bit of I take some of the beat stops and stuff from Kanye. I like to do that just because I love when Kanye just like just like will f- freeze a beat and then just like bring it right back in. But he's, uh, he's an excellent. I mean, I know like he's got some issues, but man, he's an excellent writer. Yeah. He is insane. I know. I was gonna... just. His genius is in like the arrangement and just like conceptualizing an album, really too. Like it's just he's always very concise and like what he his intentions. It's not just fifteen songs thrown together, just like here. It's like this song is here for this specific reason. One through fifteen, there's not a song out of place. Right. We, we uh, won't, we won't talk about Jesus as King though. We'll, we'll, we'll put that yeah, yeah, aside. Okay, yeah. We're, no, that wasn't Kyle. That was yeah, that's a clone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a clone. <laughs> No, but like for real though, like what I'm, what I've been doing for this podcast too, uh, like something I thought would be kind of fun is that every day this year I've listened to a new album that I've never heard of. Like every single day, I don't miss a single day. I will listen to a new album, whether it's getting caught up with something I never heard or getting caught up with an artist's discography, whatever. And uh, Mm -hmm. Kanye has been one of the biggest ones I've done. I mean, I've finished Kid Cudi's like literally the beginning of this month. And then yesterday I listened to Graduation for the first time and I'm like, oh, this is good. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That oh, immaculate. I was immaculate. I was gonna say like I have like a whole list of every single day like I'll be the artist, the album, and my rating for it. 
that that era of Kanye was the be- that was the best three run stretch he ever had. Graduation, uh, eight oh eight to heartbreak, and my be- my beautiful dark was fancy. Mm-hmm. That's my that one's my favorite Kanye. I will say though, Yay and Yeezus though. Yeah, Yeezus is really Yay is good too, mm-hmm. but it's just too short. It is short. It, but it's yeah. very short. You gotta I, throw I that, that on with the one with him and Cuddy. You gotta combine the two. Kinsey I think. Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Make that a double yeah, album. Yeah. yeah, those back to back weeks together. Uh, no, Yeezus. I remember just going uh with Joe from our band. He, me and him, like we went to Myrtle Beach after we graduated high school with a few guys, and that album had like just come out. And we all promised each other, like it's a twelve hour drive, and I'm driving in the. Like me and Joe are just like flipping driving. I drive for like three hours. Joe drives for an hour. He's like falling asleep at the wheel. Makes me get back in the wheel. <laughs> and so, I everyone like promised they would stay up while we were all driving. Everyone has to stay up the whole way. We I get back in the car. Everyone immediately passes out. So I'm literally just dri- driving, listening to Black Skinhead like on full volume, just like holding my eyes open, <laughs> like just like just and like they're passed out. I have this thing a full blast to my theme song. They are. Sleeping so sound and peacefully, and from that moment on, I'm like, this song, this album is so good. It's just like based off the memory of that, and we just the whole the whole week. That's all we listened to was just those Tinyzus songs. But the whole trip was just, I don't know, something about like a song or albums like coming through, like saying certain periods of your life makes you Mm -hmm. like appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say like with Kanye too. I mean, like obviously like Kid Cudi, and they're pretty neck and neck. I'd say with my favorite rappers even. And did you listen to Man on the Moon 3 that came out recently? Yes, very, very good. That was my really album good. of the year. I mean, I know it was so late, but that was album of the year for 2020 for me. Like, yeah. I, I was blown away. It's Slow my Rush number one for me. But, man, Slow Rush, Team Apollo. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. But, uh, no, Man on the Moon 3, Four to Kids is one of the, my favorite yeah, co- uh, songs ever. I listened to that probably, like, 20 times, just, like, all with all my, there. I had like, I got like those galaxy lights for Christmas. And oh. <laughs> my headphones in. I'm just yeah. like, whoa. Uh, like, listen to that. The, do it all the day. For, yeah. No, that. And I just love how he brought it like full circle. Like, Man on the Moon always needed a third. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's last puzzle piece. Have you ever heard of uh, his Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying album? It, that was the last album I listened to, like July 2nd. <laughs> that really? was the, yep. No, no, that one is uh, Speedball to Heaven. Oh, this one is Speedball to Heaven. Yeah, that one is uh, what's that one? Judgmental cunt or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, judgmental oh, cunt. <laughs> he was going through some some shit back then, but he there's a couple good ones during that era. With Confused like, is a really good song. Confused, yeah, is like awesome. that's the one I like a lot. Um, but Passion Pain and Demon Slain is the one with like it has like under two thousands in it. Uh, Willow Smith is in it. Jaden yeah. Smith. It's a, it's like Pharrell, William, Pharrell Williams is on there too. Yeah, yeah the one surfing. Nah, I ride no wave. Too busy oh, making my own yeah, wave, that baby. One. Yeah, that that's actually a very very underrated album. I think everybody kind of just like just quit listening to him because of those albums, and then like they just quit giving him a chance, and then he just comes around. And he makes that album. I think is up there with Man on the Moon three, and people just like. They, I'll be like, do you like that album? He's like, no, nah, man, I don't like Cudi anymore. I'm like, Dude. he's the same old guy. Like, really. Yeah, I, you can't tell me that Tequila Shots is not the most hottest fucking Kid Cudi track of all yeah, time. That yeah, bass, holy fuck, dude. dude it's crazy. I really, yeah, I really, really I like want to listen to it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> do it, seriously. It's so good. I honestly say, too, that like my second favorite album of his is Man on the Moon 2. I really love Man on the Moon 2. That, yeah. 
with like Mr. Rager and like uh, Scott Muscutty versus the world that, Oh my God, those tracks are just so good. When he, he was really like the first, him and Kanye were really like my first like introductions into rap music as a whole too. Like, so they will always hold a special place in my heart. That era of rap was just something else. Mm. Maybe I'm just getting old. And I'm like, oh, music doesn't sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you listened to Tyler, the creator's new album? Yes. Yes. I, I am. It is not as good as Igor, but it is, it is still very good. I beg to differ, but I'm biased on that one. <laughs> All right. I like uh, What's Your Name a lot. Your name? Lumberjack. I- uh, run it up is so it's my it's we my favorite run it up. <laughs> yes oh my that one is so so insanely hard no okay, I, but like no, I, but like let's talk about like the fact that hot wind blows with lil wayne that that lil wayne bars his bars and that i'm like <laughs> what is it with lil wayne and like he's to me he's like completely falling off but every time he's not a song with Tyler Crater he just brings his A game and he just like that's like his best verse you've heard from him since the last time he was on a Tyler Crater song DMX came out with this posthumous album like very recently and all right and Lil did you listen to it? no Lil Wayne is featured on a song and I'm I'm not kidding it is like the best Lil Wayne feature I've ever heard Really? it's it's so good like he's he's not doing his dumb <laughs> like he's <Yeah>. going <laughs> he's going all out like he like has bars i'm like what the fuck dude where did this come from it's so yeah, crazy he, uh he's an og yeah he he's is one of the pioneers of like today's oh rap. yeah oh but, yeah but uh i don't know man i i, I want to say e- igor and uh Flower Boy, Flower Boy, I think, are better than this album. Knowing your music taste, I get that, too. Like, it's got yeah. that chill vibe to it. Yeah, exactly. I He goes very hard at sometimes, like, but I, I'm more, like, when I think, think of rap, I think more of, like, sort of, like, those synth pads or, like, soul music. Like, I, I don't like really too, like, heavy rap, you know? Like, I don't know. The top, like, the time I really, like, when he started, like, he was, like, a little too much for me for most most of the time. But when he like started molding into like when he's like the only tire I liked early on really was uh anytime he was with Frank Ocean. So when he but then when he got Flower Boy and he had nine one one Mr. Lonely and all those songs, I really like started getting into him. And then Igor he became like full blown like he still had those hard songs like New Magic Wand, but he also okay. had like Quake and just like uh what's the one Boys I gotta look at? Boy, is it gone? You know that that that's the same sample as Bound Two on Jesus. That's the same song they sample. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's shit. a really good song. I forget who it's the Pon Ponsetta twin or sisters. It's I forget what the song is called, but it's the same exact song. They just have like a beat switch in it. So I'm pretty sure that Kanye showed him that song, and then he made he's like, oh, I like this part. Let me rap on this one. I was gonna say Kanye's on the album too, so it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So I think that. They they but a lot of times people sample the same songs like the same Bill Weathers song has been sampled by Mac Miller, Kanye, Tyler Creator at like the same it's it's the list is insane how many people have sampled this drum break. Right, I was gonna say too. I was fortunate enough to see Tyler on the Igor tour too. Really, that's gotta be insane. I, that, I it was so, sold out in Columbus. Oh my god, <laughs> crazy! Yeah, what a really cool show. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till it goes on tour now with this new album. Like I'm pumped about it. So okay, I know I know I already gave you like an S.G. Lewis like you know that album recommendation, but like I also since like you said you so you like chill rap then I would say right 
Yeah. Okay. You might like, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. You're nah, right. I heard. Came out last year. Tyler Creator even said in a recent interview that like Westside Gun is the reason why he wanted to go back to rapping. And really? like and it makes sense too because he's featured on a song called Three Two Seven and that I, I love that song. That song like is incredible. Like Westside Gun has a very weird rap stuff. like his voice is very weird. So like that's yeah, for if, sure. If you can like get, you know adjust to that, then maybe like you know you can appreciate it more. I I fucked with it since day one. Like it's <laughs> it's so good. I have a a confession to make. I predicted that Ken when I heard fucking problems, I hated Kendrick's verse so much. I literally like called it. I told all my friends in the car, I'm like no one's gonna hear this guy in two years. I was <laughs> so wrong. I, I thought his I was like this guy's I can't stand it. And then like I really got into him. And like he's at least in my top five. Oh, and, like, the tables have turned. Yes, where James. So you can't tell me Good Kid, Mad City is not like the one of the oh, best rap albums ever. Yeah, I have, that's one of the few rap albums I actually have on vinyl. Like that is just incredible. I I was so I I never heard like the only the first thing I ever heard was fucking problems. I'm like who is this guy with that annoying ass voice? <laughs> and, like he literally becomes my favorite artist in the. It's um, crazy. Like, and he's one of those guys where all his albums are concepts too, and it's just he's just such a genius when it comes to doing that. He is. I will say though, like, damn, I lo- I like damn a lot. Like, it's definitely yeah. like eight out of ten in my book. But like, I don't. It's not his best. I, no. People like to hold that in such high regard, and I don't even think to pimp a butterfly is his best. I good kid, mad city. All yeah, there's no top in it. There's I don't, and that's another thing I think why he might like be retired. He's like, I can't top this album. Like, <laughs> it's hard. And now like that, I would retire immediately. I'd be like, every, you guys are like, yeah. you guys are never gonna like again. <laughs> like, because I was like, I have to either steer completely out of the way. I think that's what might have happened to Cuddy. He was like, I can't compete with the man in the moons. And then like he's like, I'm just gonna try to do something completely out of the field. And then he just like slowly worked his way back. He's like, I can still make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say somebody even pointed out too. I remember reading a YouTube comment saying that like Kid Cuddy likes to keep up with the times too. And like you know you yeah. can you notice that too. Like I mean, I. You listen to Man on the Moon too. You don't think the 2020s decade at all, like you know, or even Man on the Moon, the first one. It's literally like early 2010s vibes right there. Yeah. When you listen to Man on the Moon three, you're like, this is new, fresh shit, dude. Yeah, for sure. But so, then you got those throwbacks that kind of. Oh yeah. For the kids was like just such a great like. That just threw me back in like 2010 right there. I felt like 15 again when I heard that. <laughs> I bet. I first, wow. All right. Well, honestly, we've gone on banters. We've talked about you guys. I think this is a good point to, like, you know, we can call it for this one. But uh, before we do, though, I know we've talked about a lot of albums and everything, but is there one, maybe you can reference the ones you said earlier, any other album recommendations you want to give before before we go out of here? You want to give first one? I got one. You can go. All right. Just so you get an idea of like the kind of direction I want to take the band in next door neighbors, the first Crosby Stills and Nash album, oh, just called Crosby yeah. Stills and Nash, has Judy Blue Eyes on it. That those harmonies are just are honestly like, and this is like not very light for me saying this, better than the Beatles harmonies, and that like that's a bold statement for me to make. Very so cool. wow. I would say Crosby Stills and Nash. It has like Judy Blue Eyes, Guinnery. Uh, hopelessly, hopelessly hoping, um, wooden ships, just 
I've been listening to that nonstop lately, and I really want the band to do something similar to that. But, yeah, we're yeah, that's we're, we're, we we oh, can't talk. We'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our well known time. Yeah, that's an yeah, that's a good good comparison to that. Yeah. Well, the Crosby's in. The yeah, birds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I'll just go with folklore because I'm obsessed with that album. <laughs> Going with that one again. The last yeah. year. It's a good album. I get it though. Well, I mean, to you, I I did not like the album at all. But that, I mean, that's I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was good. I never see did, did you did you listen to Evermore too, or were you just not? Eh? I I I listened to Evermore, but I like Folklore better. Fair, yeah. I liked one song. I liked. Okay, on this is so funny because the most most of the people who say like you no know, the songs mentioned they say like oh that's like the worst off the album. I loved uh this is me trying. That's like my favorite uh, song off the album. It's if a good watch, song. If you watch the like, you do like that's about like someone like committing suicide or like not committing suicide, but they're trying. But like they're they're this is me trying to live. Like I'm not gonna kill myself. I should. I didn't know that. Wow, that's that's yeah. dark. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. And like that like resonated with me because like su- like someone committed suicide in my family. So I'm like, okay, then when I knew like the background of that story, I'm like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is like a really good really song. Personal, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, like if you watch, I think it's on Disney Plus, but Taylor Swift has, um, yeah, I don't know why it's on Disney Plus, <laughs> but it's, she, like folklore, her and her producers are like away in the woods for a weekend or whatever, however long, and they performed every song together for the first time because they all she made that album when they were all quarantined like yeah they didn't get together for any of that like really? she just recorded her vocals and he produced the music and they just yeah. like sent each other files and then that he created the music and then so then she recorded them all playing it together for the first time and it was just incredible like hearing it like their live like yeah. voice and her live voice and then she after every song or before every song, she like told the story of how she wrote it, and and she that that also she has like a conceptual album for that one too, because there's like different storylines with the different songs and mm-hmm. oh, I just know. But, but yeah, it's on Disney Plus and it made me cry. So it's a really good little documentary. I don't really like. I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift, but I think it's really awesome what she's doing, like re-recording her own songs and oh, getting back yeah. to masters. Oh, That's yeah. something a lot of artists need to start doing. Right. She's really picking away. She's a pioneer. Yeah. Even if I don't like, I'm not really a big fan of music, probably because she's country. Like to start off her career. Yeah. Yeah. Do it huge all. Huge fan. Huge she fan of all. what she's doing. Much like you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's probably one of the smartest like songwriters too. Well, just like. The way her lyrics are, they're just so good. But right. and she knows how to market herself. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. I'm, I won't deny that about her either. But, True. but I was gonna say I'm like in the same boat as you, James. I just I don't like the music. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Save it for me. Right there, you go. There you go. Um, for me today, I'll do. We mentioned him earlier. I'll do a uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. That album. Oh yeah, there that's great. Go. Yeah. Whew. Whew, lots of emotion Where's... on that album. Where's he at? Where is he? Well, he came out with some songs kind of recently, not like album, but like. Oh, that? What are they called? Um, hold on one second. I know he did. I swear. Dear April, which I love that one. Yeah. What was it though? Um, not on my way home today. Damn, Dear I did April. not know that. Dear April is a really, really great song. Some new songs. I, I forget really what like the other one is called with that. Dear April and something else. But Dear oh, April. Oh, 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 Kendo. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm yeah, a big, big Frank guy. It was only singles and, like, I mean, he supposedly, like, there's an album coming soon, but, like, where? I mean, better be <laughs> you. Yeah, it's been five years. You would probably, you would like Dear April. That's a really, like, good song. Yeah. Like, and I, I like it because I feel like you can, the, the way that the lyrics are, you can think of it in, like, different perspectives, kind of. Like, can you ever think of it in, like, a heartbreak way or you can think of it, like, in a love story way, which is kind of cool. At least that's Always. how I listen to it. Always awesome when a song is open to interpretation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like what Bob Dylan always said. It's like, hey, what does this song mean? So you tell me what it means. Yeah. I, I like when artists do that. It's really cool. 10,000 people in, a, in an audience, and they all have a different meaning. Mm-hmm. They apply a song to their own lives. Yep. But that's But then we're going to make a song where you can't even – you have to interpret it. That's really sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. No way fans are buds. This album is going to be excruciatingly heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your tissues. Get your tissues. Which is called the album Two Cancers. Right now. Yeah, right that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Make a doc. Our, our yeah. album cover, we're both crying to him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cancer meme. <laughs> we're such cancers. That should be a song name. We're such cancers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for being a part of this episode. Um, thank you. Yeah, like literally. Check, yeah. out the, check out their EP. Check out... Uh, Nikki GZP, check out uh, the uh, oh my god, what was James? What's your album name again? Stereo <laughs> Sounds, James, music Spotify. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Check it all out, it's all there on Spotify. Really good stuff. And, uh, next Door Neighbors, our yeah, band. Next Door Neighbors. We got a couple covers out, yeah. Check it all out now, but uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys for joining. No problem, thank you. Yeah. Yep, and we will see you guys next episode. This has been a music corner, Rift the 808s, and we are signing off.